We want to be your BFF. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. BFF.FM, best frequencies Stream in with my besties. Get up your rebels at your own discretion and crank that treble for your new obsession. It's DJ Webbles on the hangover session. Come on everybody. Oh my, I didn't know what it means to believe. Oh my, I didn't know what it means to believe. But if I hold on tight, is it true? Would you take care of all that I do? Oh Lord. I'm getting ready to believe. Oh my, I didn't know how hard it would be. Oh my, I didn't know how hard it would be. But if I hold on tight. Take care of all that I do. Oh Lord, I'm getting ready to believe. Then we'll be waving hands, singing freely, singing standing tall. Now coming easy. Mm, no more looking down, honey. Can't you see? Oh Lord. I'm getting ready to believe. We'll be waving hands, singing freely, singing standing toes now coming easy. Oh, no more looking down, honey, can't you see me? Oh, Lord, I'm getting ready. Oh, Lord, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to leave. It's wondrous. It's wondrous. <laughs> Down a shady lane near the sugar cane He was looking for his liking As he strolled along He sung a song of a land of milk and honey Where a bum can stay for many a day And he won't need any money Oh, 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 oh. The And the cigarette trees, the soda water fountain, 
Where the lemonade springs and the bluebird sings In that big rock candy mountain In the big rock candy mountain The cops have wooden legs The bulldogs all have rubber teeth And the hens lay soft-boiled eggs The farmer's trees are full of fruit The barns are full of hay I want to go where there ain't no snow Where the sleet don't fall And the wind don't blow In that big rock candy mountain Oh, the buzzing of the bees And the cigarette trees The soda water fountain Where the lemonade springs And the bluebird sings In that big rock candy mountain Oh, 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 the buzzing of the bees and the cigarette trees, the soda water fountain, where the lemonade springs and the bluebird sings in that big rock candy mountain. All right. How's everybody doing? Good morning, everybody. <laughs> yeah, good morning. Good morning. What a bright, <laughs> sunny day. What a bright, beautiful, bright, sunny day. We have lots of natural light coming yeah. in the windows. Beautiful. We don't often do these Zoom hangover sessions these days, so it's, it's fun to do them every now and again. It reminds me of pandemic times, which isn't the best reminder. but yeah, Good old um, times. You remember how those went. Yeah. The happy oh, yeah. hours on Zoom. <laughs> so you are Artemisia. Am I saying it right? Or Artemisia? Please tell me if I'm... Artemisia. Artemisia. Mm -hmm. I did read up about what Artemisia means as well. Excellent. What did you find? Uh, an aromatic or bitter tasting plant of a genus that includes wormwood, mugwort and sagebrush. Is that is that correct? Is that am I on the yes. right trend here? Nice. Yes. That was where the, the original inspiration, inspiration for her name came. Yeah. Nice. Specifically what, what? from California, uh, sagebrush. Uh, coastal sagebrush that um, yeah grows along the coast and they also call it cowboy sage. Nice. Cool. So I don't know if you know this, I think I explained this to you, Celine, but um, uh, Miranda Mallard introduced you guys to me, you all to me, and uh, it was I was talking about how much I loved how she played the harp. And then she said, I know another harpist that you would love to have on your show. And then it all kind of transpired from there. So... Thank you so much for taking the time this evening um, to, to do the show. I really appreciate it. I know you're taking time out of your, your schedules. I'm sure you're all super busy as well. Um, so we have Celine, we have Ariel, and we have Elisa. Uh, I know Elisa's a little bit under the weather, so, you know, full disclosure, you're more than welcome to drop off at any time if you're feeling really rough. But we'll get your, we'll cram your songs in first. I do want to talk about your album first. And the new album that came out on August the 4th, if mm -hmm. I'm correct, right? And that's called Catastrophe Darling. Yep. What was the uh, inspiration? First of all, what was the inspiration behind the album name? It's a really cool album name. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I can answer this one and, and y'all hop, hop in at any point. But um, Catastrophe Darling, I realized that at some point that a lot of the songs that I was writing... Um, maybe not all of the ones that like made it onto this album, but a lot of them were like about the apocalypse or like about um, 
there was a phase where I was like into writing these like post-apocalyptic lull- lullabies um, for oh, like, wow. you know, when everything has sort of fallen yeah. apart, but you still have to put the babies to sleep. Like, what does that sound like? <laughs> was <laughs> this least, like from the pandemic or like? No, it was, before. It pre- oh, oh, I've been, before. I've been okay. on the trend for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least it doesn't like playing that song because she says it sounds too sad. <laughs> um, that one, what do we call that one? Ashy Planet? Yeah. Um, but um, I, the idea for a Catastrophe Darling came out of this um feeling that we are in so many ways living in like end times yes in the pandemic but also before and now and we're still going about our everyday lives and sending emails and making lunch plans (laughs) and we're all just and you know and and falling in love and being alive and and feeling moments of great pain and great beauty and we are all just beings of the catastrophe and like darlings of the catastrophe and nice. um yeah that that's uh that's where the name came from i read an interesting article earlier about mammals and how our existence on earth is coming up to about halfway which is it's still it's still a long way to go like 66 million years ago <laughs> mammals existed but it was just an interesting article to hear about you know all of that as well cool well thank you for uh introducing us to the album so it's uh it came out on august the 4th have we done a couple of shows to as a as kind of a release for it as well i know you're all in different places so it must be trickier these days right yeah we were able to do one show it was very beautiful it was like we were um in front of this window overlooking the bay and the oakland hills and the sunset behind us and oh, the colors of, of the room and our dresses match the sunset and the really sweet vibe, everyone laying down on the ground on squish, a lot of really close friends. So <laughs> that's what we were Hills, able to right? do. Sunset yeah. house show. Was this the, uh, the, sky, oh, yeah. the sky castle? Yeah, mm-hmm. you got it. Nice. It really was a castle in the sky. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And, and actually earlier that day, um, yeah, as, as you mentioned earlier, um, I, or as we were talking about earlier, I, I don't live in the Bay Area right now. Um, Ariel and Elisa are in Oakland. And so it's hard for us to play together because you need lead time to rehearse. But yeah. I was um, on school break this summer and had a month in the Bay Area. And we were lucky enough to be playing with Lewis, Ariel's amazing husband who happens to be a brilliant cellist and um (laughs) yes and um and as we were rehearsing one night we were sort of talking about the schedule for the day of the show and he kind of gets this look on his face and he's like would you guys want to play the musical offering cafe in berkeley uh at 2 p.m same day (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, and it worked out because we needed more practice and he's kind of hard to pin down because he's always booked with gigs. So we're like, yeah, oh, we yeah. can just practice at a gig. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we actually sold out that show long before the day of the show. So it was a great opportunity to kind of invite some friends who and, you know, family that would not have been able to make the show to That's actually nice. come and see us play. So like, you know, one of Lewis and I's friends came and I saw Celine's parents and you know it was oh. it was a nice other kind of way to celebrate the album you know Absolutely, and get yeah. us excited for the show in the evening as well yeah it, it's it's a lot of fun to play like more out in the in the community like that we get a yeah. 
a lot of um, elders who are very excited about harp and violin. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still uh, pretty intrinsically involved in the local scene area, right? I know when we last spoke, you were, you know, doing lots of garden shows and things like that. So you're still, you're still doing those things. I know the pandemic's kind of been in the way <laughs> since we Ariel, last saw each other. Can, can, I, can I ask her a question? Ariel, how many gigs do you have this week? Oh, my goodness. Um, hold on. Dead. Do I count the one? Know. Do I count today? Do you have of more course. than seven? Okay. Sweet. Um, so from Wednesday to Sunday, I have four, but there might be a fifth one that I'm kind of working on. Wow. So for, it's, for half a week. Yeah, for half this a is week. like a full-time gig for you, right, Ariel? Is this what you do? Yeah, I so I'm a I'm a professional okay. violinist by by trade. So uh, like today, I was playing at Filoli Gardens for a um, just a, a corporate dinner event. So you know, some of them I would say you know are pretty just like we play background music. Um, uh, one of the gigs I'm playing on Saturday is 45 minutes of solo violin classical music for um, someone who hired me for their uncle's 93rd birthday party. Wow. So I'm doing a an actual performance, a show. And then the other two are weddings. So, you know, I'm kind of all over the place. And sometimes I, you know, sit in with bands. Sometimes I go into recording studios and then I have my own project. So yeah, I'm still very, very involved. And actually Lewis and I just built um, a stage in our backyard. We, we moved and we have, we have a home in East Oakland and we had a blank slate of a, thank you, um, a blank slate of a yard. So we actually have a stage in our backyard and we got to uh, sort of christen it with some music. Um, uh, this past uh, Sunday, we had a dumpling party and had a bunch <laughs> of bands play. And it was sort of like, a you know, a autumn moon festival slash my birthday party slash a lot of we were celebrating a lot of things. So, yeah, we you know, we want to have more music. We want to have Artemisia, you know, play on that yeah. on that stage. All cause... in good time. So when will you all next be together? Oh, probably winter, like uh, yeah. December. Will you have, will you, do you think you'll play a show around then? You know, because you've got your, this new album, which is wonderful, right? So you want to get that out there and play it. I'm sure you're keen to play it. We'd love to like there our hands we're sort of in the hands of of the fates right yeah. now um and following what they decree um as as loyal servants but uh, <laughs> I guess that's a fancy way of saying if we can uh, make it happen make we'd it love happen, to yeah. yeah yeah you've got the opportunity haven't you with uh, Ariel playing all these shows and I'm sure you, and a stage in the back garden which will be wonderful <laughs> awesome okay well let's get the first uh, song on I think it's one of your original songs and it's called Witch Party. I'm doing it in the order that you sent me, Celine. I hope that's cool with you. Um, so we'll start with that. This is from the new album, Catastrophe Darling. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Witch Party? <laughs> sure. Um, so I met Celine when I was living in the Berkeley Hills in this beautiful goddess house of amazing witchy women. Nice. And she moved in and... Um, we used to have parties every October called the witch party. Witch um, party? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hoping she would be on cue. She was. Never, never misses that one. Um, 
So yeah, so like the witch party, like as in, you know, embracing your inner like herbalist, you know, nature connected wild woman self and there'd be live music and herbal potions and a big like potluck banquet. And it was just like a beloved uh, tradition every year. And so this song was written about that party and I actually wrote it in a songwriting class. Um, the The premise of the the prompt for the assignment was to write a song about a party using a song that you really love to party to. And so I chose a song called Genesis by Grimes. I know that one of my Desert Island songs is by Grimes, so I'm obviously a fan. So I just used the same chord, the the same chord um, progression and structure of the song to write Witch Party. Nice. And am I right in saying Grimes is Elon Musk's wife? Is that right? Am I off on my game? I think they're, who knows what, yeah, what, yeah. what they're still up to. But, but, but Grimes is, is very talented and yeah, um, had, not, a, had a name for herself the, before the Elon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just was yeah. just curious. So I was just trying mm-hmm. to satisfy my They do have too. babies together, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With very unusual names. Um, wonderful. Thank you for that awesome intro this is witch party everybody um and we're going to give it a listen now hello and welcome this is san francisco indie musician and wannabe voiceover artist megan slankard you're listening to hangover sessions with dj webbles new shows are available every other sunday on bff.fm best frequencies forever now is the part where one would talk really fast at the end of a commercial. Ask your doctor if they're also listening to hangover sessions. Symptoms may include, but are not limited to, uncontainable joy, an increased appetite for vinyl record collecting, or starting a band in your garage. Something something about Nevada. Street. 
Lovely stuff. That was Witch Party, everybody. Witch Party? Witch, witch Party? <laughs> yeah, sounds like a fantastic party. Will they reconvene at some point in the future in a different form? Perhaps. Definitely. I'm hoping so. Once I finish with my grad school ma- madness, I will get back yeah. on the bandwagon. Get, get back on the broomstick? Get back on that broomstick. Right, so there it is. There it is. I actually bought my daughter a Hermione Granger wand when I was in London last week. And, oh, uh, so that sounds like the real deal. Yeah, that sounds like the real deal. It's pretty cool, but it's more of she's five. So it's basically like a collector's wand. And she's been like waving it about. And I didn't realize. I thought it was just a toy, but it's actually like a really legit wooden wand. And it's uh, really fun. And um, yeah, there's a Harry Potter sh- shop at Heathrow. And I was like, I've got to get it. And I've told All her, right. like, I, I, I met Hermione in London on nine and three quarters platform. <laughs> and that's how I got the wand. So there's a whole thing I'm going to have to carry on here. Wow. As well. <laughs> All Sounds right, like sorry. she's training for witch party. <laughs> she does, she's a big fan of Hermione. She might even do, she might even do uh, Hermione um, at uh, Halloween, I think, or Mario. Good choice. Yeah. Excellent choices. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So that was that was wondrous. Thank you for that. Um, let's get your first two Desert Island Disc songs on. We'll do them back to back, Elisa. And I know, you know, you're feeling a little bit worse for wear, so I want to make sure you can get some rest. So we're going to kick things off with Reality by Grimes. And then, again, apologies if I'm going to butcher this name, but Arabatur by Sigur Ross. Um, you know, second choice. I have no idea how it's pronounced. <laughs> I always say Arabatur, but it nice. might as well be that whatever, whatever you said, potato, potato. Have you, have you seen them live, Sigur Ross? Yes, I saw them recently at the Berkeley Greek Theater. Oh, it was so I magical. So to go to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're one of the bands I would most like to see live. Mm. I, I highly encourage it. To. It's magical. Yeah, I mean, he's still he's still quite doing quite a lot of shows himself, right? The main, the lead guy, as I understand. Yonzi. But mm. they're still they're still kind of together, right? They just um, kind of go off in different realms. I, and I think they lost one member. I did, but they they must have replace them because they they had a full band plus a orchestra behind them nice. or like a symphony rather yeah and why yeah. would you take these to your uh, deserted island why would you want these mm. to, to well i really love i love dancing to grimes music and i figured if i'm gonna be on this uh desert island i'm gonna want to dance and like get in my body just for my mental yeah. and physical health and i love reality so much i think it's so powerful and it's just awesome that grimes produced wrote and produced it all herself you know which is unfortunately rare in the music industry mm-hmm. for women to do that and then i chose the cigarette song because i was just picturing like oh what a deserted island be like the stars would probably be amazing and like looking up at the sky at night without light pollution i was thinking what better music than the transcendent sounds of Sigurose to connect me to the cosmos and the beauty of everything. So that's why I chose those two. Lovely. And mm. how would you survive on a desert island, do you think, on your own, if you're ever cast away? What would be your... <laughs> wow. Okay. I didn't prepare for that one. <laughs> I like to catch people by surprise. Okay, yeah. Sure. I would just like order DoorDash and, you know... <laughs> By a helicopter choice. Yeah. A little bit more expensive, but we'll go with it. Yeah. You know, I would probably learn, uh, like, 
try to like tap into my ancestral knowledge of hunter gatherer wisdom of yeah. like how to actually live off the land. Um, try to like, um, remember which plants are edible, which mushrooms are edible. <laughs> you know, I'll just, no, I'll I have just too take many a coconuts. guess. I'm like, yeah. oh, here's a mushroom. Maybe it's edible. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Lovely stuff. All right. Looking forward to giving these a listen. So let's give these a spin. Thank you, Alisa. Appreciate that. We got Reality by Grimes from the album Our Angels and then Arabateur by Sigur Ross. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce the album name yeah, because it's literally don't. seven words I don't know. Don't do it. <laughs> but you'll see it in the playlist. All right, here we go.
You're listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever, Hangover Sessions, and DJ Webbles with Tim Marco. Thank you. 
mi gente, aquí te habla Ducey Clips, aquí estoy con DJ Webbles, on the Hangover Sessions, BFF.FM, BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever, let's go. Well, once again, wondrous, I like to use the word wondrous when I hear lovely songs, and that was definitely wondrous. Thank you for those, Elisa. Mm -hmm. Am I saying your name right as well? I want to make sure I'm you saying sure it right. You sure are. Okay. Yes, Lisa with an A. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Cool. All right. So, what else do we we? So, you haven't got any kind of planned shows. You did one at the the Sky House. How long have you all been uh, around together? Like, how did this current mm. formation of Artemisia happen? Yeah. I th I think like I think I moved into the berkeley hills house our, our witch house on uh, in like 2000 i want to say 2018 um that and, right. yeah and i had a very casual like music project um with my friend krista krista michaela who is in la now and is an amazing musician um and we would play together occasionally very occasionally um and i called it artemisia and I was sort of getting into playing um, by myself um, as an option because I didn't have Krista anymore. And I think Elisa was, there was one song, Cactus Song, that Elisa um, knew the harmonies of already, I guess, because you had like been listening to um, a little demo on Bandcamp. And we had a party at the... Berkeley Hills house. I think that was probably the first time that we played together. Um, or maybe it was at the Starry Plow. Um, and that, it was probably Ariel who invited us to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Starry Plow show was long when I was doing um, another organization that later became the one that I'm running right now. But yeah, that was at the Starry Plow. And you were up there with your dulcimer and your ukulele and it was magical. And it, it just is like such a blessing to have so many musical friends and to have friends who support you and tell you that you are, you can be on stage even if you don't yet know if, that you have like permission to do that. Um, and so Ariel definitely was that person uh, for me. And I know for Ansley too, another one of our beloved housemates and sisters. And um, yeah. And so Elisa and I would play a couple, we played a couple shows, um, like in living rooms or at house parties. Um, we did play at the Lost Church, a you know, very special venue in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until we kind of got around to wanting to record that everything kind of like coalesced in a beautiful way. And we were originally planning to record, I think in 2020, um, at our, our friend's studio in, in Oakland. And that couldn't end up happening. Um, and so then we recorded in early 2021 in Joshua Tree and, and our friend um, Tony nice. um, came out and recorded us. And Ariel joined, um, jumped in on the recording shortly after. And I sent her, I was like kind of going back and forth with, with Elisa and humming different violin parts that I was like speculating. And I was thinking, how am I supposed to come up with a violin part? Like Ariel's this amazingly talented musician. I like, 
I well, I now can play Pop Goes the Weasel on violin. Um, thanks, thanks to I think Ariel and, and Terrell's tutelage. But um, <laughs> I can't even remember that, how that like, is. I've just got the <laughs> lyrics in my head. I was like, yeah, how how can I ever like tell this amazing musician like what to play? But um, is that a pop amazing. song? Oh yeah, Pop Goes the Weasel. Yeah, it sounds like it, right? <laughs> I taught my little nephew Tao that the other day we were singing it. <laughs> how long is this? Just out of interest, how long is Pop Goes the Weasel? Because I always remember just that one line. <laughs> okay, it's coming back to me now. <laughs> Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> it's a timeless classic. I should classic. have laughed. <laughs> it is a timeless classic. It's, thank you for reminding me. It just took me back to like being a four-year-old. Yeah, it's, it's a hit. Yeah, <laughs> universal appeal. Yeah, it was there. It was there somewhere in my subconscious. I just uh, <laughs> nice. So, because you've you've released like this is your f- debut album then. So debut album, just yeah. Over a month ago. Yeah, we have we had an EP out that had three songs out. Um, that I guess we. Ooh, I don't remember twenty in November. I think of twenty twenty one. We released that. I can tell you because I have yeah. it up right now. So That'll the, be helpful. Is this uh, Holy Names are we talking about? Or? Yeah, that, that was one of them. Three yeah. singles. So yeah. that was November 19, 2021. Yeah. Nice. And then if we look at all the songs, you have, um, yeah, you released like quick, some in quick succession. You had Cactus Song, which is a single in 2022, and then also Nut Tuesday in 2022 mm-hmm. after that. So that was the EP? Yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. How was it like putting together an album? I mean, were these songs kind of like they just came together and, you know, did you do it in one session or was it over a course of time? Like a long period of time because of the pandemic? (laughs) I think Celine and I had been like writing independently and then would bring songs to the table. Usually like when we had a show upcoming it was an excuse to kind of rise to the occasion and book more rehearsals and really work on things, cleaning them up, nailing them. So that's how I remember it coming together. Am I missing something? Yeah. I, I mean, the first EP, all the song, I wrote all the songs and it has been an amazing blessing to be along with Elisa as she's been writing um, more songs and about half of the songs on the album are hers. Um, on Catastrophe Darling. And I think with, with uh, yeah, having having both of our, our songwriting um, approaches on the album really makes it very special to me. Um, and of course, having Ariel's violin saw there as well. Uh, but we, re- yeah, we recorded with Miriam uh, Miriam uh, Quotis, a space moth, uh, you may know her at Tiny Telephone. <laughs> well, if you don't know her, you should. She's amazing. So good. Space Moth sounds like a Burning Man name. Is that is that a grand assumption or? <laughs> she she does a lot of like synth, a lot of like okay. synth pop somewhere adjacent there. Uh, she reminds me a lot of a broadcast. You know that artist? Yeah, in that realm. Um, but yeah, she engineered it. Um, we also did some additional. A violin sessions with Jonah Strauss at uh, Survivor Sound, also in Oakland. Um, and then it, it was like a f- family affair. We got Anton Patzner helped produce it, who's Ariel's brother-in-law. Um, and then um, Bijan, who, uh, oh, I guess then Miriam mixed it. And um, then Bijan Sharifi, who mastered our old 
or old, <laughs> our other EP <laughs> did this one as well. So it was amazing to like kind of pool all of our, all of these talented people um, into this project. And you know, whenever I, I think about the album, it, you know, it's like the result of so much collaboration mm-hmm. across so many people and what a, what a great, uh, just like what a great way to spend your time and yeah, all your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well put. Well put. <laughs> and I do want to add that, like, you know, I've I've done a lot of different projects and recording projects before, but something that really stood out to me about this whole process was just like how much love and support was involved every step of the way. Um, like, because you know, I've I've worked in projects where, like, you know, sometimes you like hire someone to play and then you can tell they're not really into it you know there's just always all these little kinks that that show up in a project and but I really feel like everyone who was involved you know like Lewis wrote some string quartet parts and then the people who recorded are really close dear friends of mine and just some of the you know, the warmest, loveliest people I know. And then, yeah, then like, you know, there's Anton and Miriam was amazing to work with. Jonah, you know, recorded my second EP, um, you know, which is the the first EP that I released on Spotify. So, you know, it's, it's these people that have just been so, I think, integral for me and for, you know, for these two in, in the musical life. So really, I think that shows, you know, and then even the, you know, the photographs there, you know, of the, the album and everything that's yeah. all, you know, Celine put that all together and those are, were all put together by friends and loved ones. So it's just, this is like, I think one of the most magical things about this project it is, is it's really based on love and support for each other. And that I think that's is actually awesome. fairly rare in the music world, yeah. <laughs> you know, to have it be so deeply ingrained in just, just every part of, of this whole thing. So I'm glad you mentioned the photography because it is like pretty striking as well, and and you know it's just very impactful. So what's the what's the idea of the photography and the album art and things like that? Because it's it's brilliant, you know. It's just cool to what, look at as well. <laughs> yeah, we were um, searching Pinterest for inspiration, and we came across some photos. It was like maybe a Gucci photo shoot. I forget who it was, <laughs> but of these like gorgeous women like inside a living room with like plants everywhere and we're like oh my god I love that vibe of like you're in the garden but you're also inside and you're cozy and it was also it felt very fitting with like this post-apocalyptic like the living room or your bedroom has been like taken over by the plants and like the grass has regrown through your like dilapidated bed it's literally a living room now yeah (laughs) the room is alive (laughs) Right. Nature taking it back, kind of. Yeah. Catastrophe, yeah. darling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very fitting. Very on brand with the name. So Celine and her mom went and like, uh, you know, cut down a bunch of weeds and grasses and flowers. And then um, one of Celine's friends, who's so talented, Lauren, um, what is her last name again? Well, Lauren Corden did our, did our hair and, and did uh, props too. She That's made these right. like giant um, flowers. Yeah, flowers and and rocks too. <laughs> you know. To, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll so yeah, we literally as well. I'll definitely put it in yeah. the promo because um, I feel like that's the picture we have to put in. It's just too good not to put in there. <laughs> yeah, so, and it was it was so. shot by a by a, and, and like all all of these people are are people who are very special to us. Um, as Ariel was saying, Deidre Locklear, um, 
was the photographer and, and lit uh, the the stage, the set, which was Elisa's living room, and um, and then Chu 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 Chun Tao um, did was was her assistant, um, and yeah, I flew in for that for the for that shoot, which makes me sound way more glamorous than I am. But <laughs> on her private jet, yeah, <laughs> and um, and yeah, my mom just picked me up from the airport and she brought these like giant shears, like these giant chompers, garden shears. And we just drove, this was in, um, I guess it must have been like April and we, and everywhere was blooming, it was like super blooming in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. So we just like drove around the East Bay and, um, and I would like, be like, I'll pull over here when we saw like a <laughs> vacant lot that had a flowers. lot of like, yeah, like wild, <laughs> wild radish or mustard nice growing out of it. flowers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And then, and then I remember we were like driving through, I guess it was Albany and like there was a kind of a median that was overgrown <laughs> and we like, we like pulled over on the side of the street and we were, um, my mom's like bending over, like weeding the, we're getting the grass um, out of the side of the, the median and people would like drive past and be like, oh, thank you. Like you're, or they'd be like, you really you your service. Community yeah, you service. Got, you got your nice. work cut out for you. <laughs> you're like, I actually just wanted a couple of these. <laughs> yeah. You like do like a quarter of it and then leave. And they're like, wait. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you missed a spot there. Like, and then I think we also sourced some some organic material from uh, from Elisa's yard too. Um, to right. oh, and we we did well, source some some, some inorganic material from, well, from Joanne's yeah. silk flowers. Yeah, <laughs> and then in, returned them. <laughs> I was in a um, I played golf like last week, and I was in a um, kind of the golf bar after after playing in England, and the whole bar was full of like fake flowers, and it actually reminds me of your album cover a little bit. And that, you know, I'm sure a lot of the flowers are real there, but I was like, wow, I'm just like surrounded by flowers. It's a really cool idea. I, was, I felt silly because I was like, are these real flowers? And it clearly wasn't <laughs> real because it would have absolutely, you know, been overwhelming with floral <laughs> aromas, but it was pretty cool. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a vibe. Yeah. So Ariel, when did you come into the fray? Be, I'm sorry if I missed that bit. But. Yeah, so it was during the recording of the first EP was when I sort of, when they first approached me and they wanted me to record some violin. And I actually remember, you know, that was one of the other songs, uh, you know, when we were recording where um, Celine sent me a recording of her singing all these parts. And I ended up falling in love with what she did. So I just notated what she's saying and that was like my violin part so that's how I initially came in on the project and then I think it was like maybe the next uh, show you guys um were playing and then you guys just invited me to to play with you guys and and I best decision of our lives yeah so lucky to be a part of it ever since yeah Yeah, yeah. how many shows have you done together I mean you'd have to give a specific like talking 10s 20s yeah I, who knows? Yeah, still something around new. that. Yeah, yeah. still, yeah, still learning, still learning to play together as well. But yeah, I think I think Ariel probably. Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. under twenty, maybe a dozen or so. Yeah. Ariel probably came in on that first show um, when when we released Holy Names. Um, so yeah, in like November 2021, so about two years ago. That's nice. right. And I, I know the album has only just come out, but are you still writing new stuff, for, you know, new Artemisia material? Elisa, you got anything yeah. cooking? I don't because I'm so full on right now as a student and 
uh, and in working, but, um, I definitely have like the yearning to write songs. Mm. So it's going to happen. Still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where it starts. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I, I have a lot of, um, so I, yeah, now that I live in, uh, in Oregon, apparently I, um, have been driving back and forth a couple times this summer, um, from the Bay and, I sent out like a call for people to to send me like podcast recommendations and and like music um, and albums to listen to on this like eight and a half hour drive. And instead, like yeah, most fun. of the drive, I was just going through old voice memos of like all these little song starts and like singing the whole way. And I really do think that <laughs> I do a, a lot car. of it's a just, lot of songwriting like yeah. in the car. Swear to God, like being in a car listening to music in that little bubble, it's it's brilliant. There's so much inspiration totally. that can be gleaned from it, I think. Yeah, what else are you going to do on I-5, you know? <laughs> yeah, the I-5, <laughs> the most boring road. Oh, I mean, my it's, goodness. it's so nice because, like, when you're yeah. driving, I, I drive a lot for work, and I do find that, like, it's the one time, I think, in our busy lives where you really don't have to be somewhere else. And I find it, like, yeah. allows my mind to really open and then be mm-hmm. creative, like, on the road because mm-hmm. there's no... St- you don't, I mean, you're going to where you have to be and you're not going to get there any faster. So it's, yeah, that like. Unless you're Lewis driving. Yeah, oh you're going to get there. I was about to say. <laughs> he you drove too. a little spicy today. <laughs> he knew I had a, a place it. to be. It's also the driving bit. I feel like when you're actually driving as well, that can be helpful for the inspiration, which is weird. Not just sitting in the passenger seat, but just the driving part and that semi-concentration, not semi-concentration, <laughs> but like having the, you know, the inspiration comes from like concentrating and thinking about other things while you're doing it. I always, yeah, cool. Uh, all right, so let's, pe- let's put the next song on, uh, which is going to be another one from your new album. Uh, let's have a look here. Surrender. From Catastrophe yeah, Diary. One of the singles, the first single. Nice. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this one? Is this just kind of with the theme of the album? Is it, is the album a story? Is it like, you did mention this a little bit earlier. Yeah. Surrender was a song that I started writing probably like six years ago. And I think I originally wrote it for a ukulele, for that, that ukulele. Um, and I'm pointing to the wall behind me. And, um, <laughs> And then I moved it you to mean Dulcimer. To Dulcimer. <laughs> so oh, I see. Ukulele. Yeah, then went to Dulcimer. Oh, I can't even imagine it on ukulele. Anymore. I don't know if you ever heard it on because it was like it was a long time ago. It was like pre pre Berkeley Hills House, and um, and it was totally different. I think the parts that were the same was this. Um, the 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 first two lines were the same. Um, and without my consent, summer marches on. In the morning, I am mourning the death of the dawn. And I started writing that song when I was like 23. And it sounds so silly now, but I was like, I'm so old. And How I'm, many years ago was that? I don't want to like give away too much here. <laughs> Last seven, year. Yeah, about seven <laughs> years ago. And, um, and Trying to be cautious here. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, you know, I was like kind of afraid of time passing and it felt like I, you know, wasn't where I was supposed to be. And so I think as, as I've said before at shows, like surrender began as a lament. Um, and then it sort of ended or, or grew into a prayer and nice. is now more about just, there's literally nothing you can do to stop the 
the flow of time um, or to control it. So just this relaxing into like time passing. And um, and it, it's it's meant a lot to me that, that a lot of people have um, reached out and, and said that the song has been really helpful for them. Um, yeah. yeah, I know one of our, one of our friends recently used it for like, a her, her son just turned four, Amber did. Yeah. Just turned four. And, and she had this song playing over kind of her birthday wishes wow. for him. Yeah. That's and, the, and, and this song uh, features Ariel, the song. string quartet that Ariel put together and, and the, the string arrangement that Lewis Patzner, um, arranged as well. All right. Thank you. Let's tee this up then. This is Surrender. BFF.FM Best Frequencies Forever Surrender 
lovely stuff. So that was Surrender. Was that the first single from the album that got released? And yes. that came out, was this like a drip feed? So it came out before the album was released and it was like, album's coming out soon, that kind of thing? Or Oh yeah, build that suspense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting these days, right, with streaming and everything, like the whole dynamics change now. Did you, have you, have you got it in hard copy? Can you buy a CD? Dare I say it? That sounds so old. You can buy a matchbox. (laughs) A matchbox. Inside the matchbox is a download code. Brilliant. Love that. How did you find out about matchboxes? Because that that might be something I'll do for the Hangover Sessions at some point. (laughs) You know, a friend of mine here in Corvallis, um, that's how she released. I can show you. It's right here. She's a... Yeah, Jesse Thorson and, and Crownfire, and and she made nice. these. Nice, very smart. And I just was like, "That's the most brilliant thing I've ever seen." <laughs> so make shows. like an artist and steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. One side's got a QR code, which is all the rage these days, right? QR codes. Yeah, they're having so. they're having a great a great year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, like, it just, you can just do everything <laughs> with a QR code these days. It's ridiculous. Um, but Salim is showing us this wonderful matchbox, which is very. So what's the what's the crow? Is it a crow on the front? This isn't ours. This this is a um, a friend of mine. Um, but yeah, that's a crow. But nice. our our matchbox. I don't think I have one here. But um, it has a our logo on it that um, our friend Ansley Luce designed that features our harp. Elisa plays this big old harp, and the harp is in the center. Um, and then there are like kind of two, two hands encircling the the harp. Nice. You just, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but you just made me realize I need to put a QR code on my coaster. <laughs> Why not do that rather than yeah. like, like DJ Webbles, that kind of stuff. Cool. Lovely stuff. All right. So next up, uh, we are going to have aerial songs. And I feel like you chose While My Guitar Gently Weeps, which is fine. In the last time we spoke. Oh, no. I, mean, I, don't, I feel like we did. I have to go back to our original. <laughs> Please I'm let me know. I mean, it's I, fine, right? I mean, this is... That just, must be know. a really meaningful song. Yeah. No, <laughs> and I more mean, meaningful than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would say my Desert Island discs change probably every month, but there's always a couple there that stay forever. You know what I mean? So there's no rules here. It's just, uh, you know... Yeah, I think that I mean, that song is just like it was it's always so hard for me to choose songs like so I think it's just such a song that's so representative of so many things for me. Um, The guitar solo and while my guitar gently weeps is the first solo, the guitar solo I've ever performed um, live. So there's a lot of meaning for that. But I also love the Beatles. um, And that song is just so good. Like there's just something like you know, just so like, I think heart wrenching about that guitar solo, really. It's like what drew me to it. And just, um, Eric Clapton's playing on that, um, you know, is just, it's just so wonderful. And I sort of, I wanted to do a juxtaposition, um, cause the other song, uh, I picked is Holy Roller by, uh, Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down. And she, like, I love dancing to her music. Um, Lisa earlier was talking about loving to dance to Grimes yeah. and that's kind of like Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down for me. Like just all of her songs are so fun and, you know, and just a lot of her, her background, a lot of what she talks about in the songs I can relate to a lot because they're about, um, you know, growing up, uh, as an Asian American, 
immigrant, like, you know, both of our parents immigrated to the, so there's a lot of uh, things that she talks about in her songs and her experiences that just resonate a lot to me. Um, and also that, that was the song that, that was the first song of hers that I had ever heard. So it's just always been kind of just in my head because it was my introduction to, to her. So I wanted to find, you know, something that was fun and you could really move to. And then yeah. something that it's like, okay, if I'm feeling desperate, I also need a song to match those feelings so I can move <laughs> through it too. So something really that pulls at my heartstrings is got to have that as well. Did you manage to watch the Get Back uh, documentary? The, you know, that, the, is that like the four hour thing about oh like God, where they, so yeah. um, <laughs> I, hours. I could not, um, and it's, I, I could not watch it. And it's, it's funny cause Why I've not? talked to some other musicians about it. It feels too much like band practice, you know, it's like awkward at times, you're like, because, oh God, I'm seeing the real thing. It's just crazy. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny. Cause I think a lot of people's interest in it is because they feel like they actually get to see how musicians operate. It's like getting right. to look behind the curtain and look behind the scenes but because so much of my life is literally what they were a lot of what they're doing which is a lot of hurry up and wait and then yeah. you know and then you have little bickers and someone's you know asked their significant other to be there but it's awkward for everyone you know like that's that's actually a it's a thing that had so it felt too much like okay I I know this and I don't need to watch it on my time off. Um, even though, I mean, there is something like so special about it. I mean, it's, it's the Beatles. So it's something yeah. that sh I, I felt like should have felt more special, but it was just so funny that it was like the mundaneness in some ways of it that felt like I couldn't, I didn't really want to sit with it. Yeah. I like watching other documentaries where they just look really cool and that's yeah, more yeah, like yeah. what we so, you know what the audience sees i will say that the first one because there's three right the first one is really awkward because that's when they have that massive argument i don't want to give too much away here i feel like i'm gonna give something away but the the, the second two are actually much more comfortable because the first one i was like i don't know if i can watch any more of this and then suddenly they all made up and were friends again and they kind of did the you know started planning for the the gig on the roof and stuff and it was it settled down because it was really the first one was really awkward it was like oh my god i didn't know this was going to happen <laughs> like it was like christmas time as well i was like oh my i'm really sad now watching this <laughs> um but yeah anyway i i just i'm a massive fan of the beatles as well so i'm, I'm glad you chose a beatles song have you heard the um the demo version of while my guitar gently weeps that george does on the love album I I heard it a long time ago. I can't yeah. recall. I can't recall it. But it yeah, is, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think that's actually one of my desert island discs, which is why I'm talking about it so much. Oh. So, so I'm going off on a tangent here. Oh. <laughs> All yeah, right, let's get these on. <laughs> this is uh, Holy Roller uh, by Thou Thou and the Get Down Stay Down. Actually, right. Tao. Tao. Thank you. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I knew it was going to happen. It was bound to happen at some point. I'm sorry. Um, from We the Common, the album. And then we've got While My Guitar Gently Weeps remastered from the Beatles remastered, but also from the White Album, right? Originally mm -hmm. from the White Album, I think. Maybe cool. one of my top favorites. Yeah, I know it's sure. hot take, but. <laughs> ah, good stuff. All right, let's get these on. Thank you, Ariel.
Lost Frequencies Forever. Surely be learning 
lovely stuff. So you just heard uh, a, a band called The Beatles mm. and While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Uh, and then before that, we had Holy Roller and Thou. Am I saying that right? Tau? Tau. Oh, God, I still can't do it right. Sorry. Tau and the Get Down, Stay Down. That was a fun song for sure. Thank you for those, everyone. I'm so sorry I had to make you all choose only two songs each. It's not easy. <laughs> I was explaining at the beginning that with Desert Island Disc, you normally get eight songs, but I'm making bands have to choose one or two. It's not fair um, for the for the sake of time. Um, all right, cool. So um, you were on West of Twin Peaks, I hear, in my sister show, which is every other Sunday. So you've met MJ before. Isn't she lovely? So lovely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice and um yeah she uh she does the the uh, the opposite sundays to, to mine so that was back in february 2022 which was in the early stages of, of the band when did the band form sorry if i missed that part i would i guess we probably formed fully in on that first show so like november 2021 nice yeah and it's cool that you're all sticking sticking with it as well. You're still together as a band. I mean, you've just released your album as well, so <laughs> we're, just, we're in a long distance relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. Do you have you talked yeah. about doing like remote kind of you know sessions, or would you prefer just to all be in the same room and and do it all together? Because I know you're going to get back together in December, right? There's, we there's definitely about that. yeah. There's definitely a magic that happens when we're all yeah. together. Yeah, like that Ariel was saying earlier. You know, when you do it with people, you really, when you're playing music with people you really love. Like that's, that's part of the magic yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. So let's get the next um, original song on. We've got Spider, also from Catastrophe Darling. Uh, who wants to tell us about this one? What's it about? Is it about spiders? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it kind of is. Um, when I was first starting to teach myself harp, I had this moment where... You're the harp. Yeah. Nice. And I was... Um, before I got a full-size harp, I had a, a, a mid-size one that was easier to carry into a beautiful spring meadow. And I was sitting there with the harp, um, just playing around. And I, I remember feeling frustrated, like, oh, I just want to be good, like better, you know, but I was just starting out. So it was just like this yearning to be better than I really could have been in the amount of time. And, um, and then I had this like magical moment where like a tiny little spider on its gossamer <laughs> thread dipped down and the thread was like perfectly parallel with the harp string and like right in my oh, line wow. of vision. And it was just like this beautiful reminder just because like, as I played, it kind of felt like my hands were little spiders yeah. weaving a web with the, with the harp strings and, the spider was a reminder, like, you're just a little baby spider and you're learning how to weave your melodic webs yeah. into the world and um, just be patient, you know. And the the spider creatrix energy um, has just kind of been with me and like a special creature that kind of guides me as I, as I play the harp and weave the strings together. Nice. Um, so that's what the song is, is based on, what I wrote it about. Lovely stuff. And when did you pick up the harp, Alisa? How long have you been playing it for? Oh, man. These are really good questions. Um, <laughs> I think I started back in 2013. Okay. So, um, yeah. You know, and it's, I've been self-taught just like a couple lessons here and there, but mostly just self-taught. Um, How many strings which I know are you talking is, about? Um, well, my first harp was um, 
I think it was like 27, 28 strings. And now I have um, a full size harp. So 40. Um, nice. Yeah, I have a Lion and Healy Prelude 40. So 40 as in 40 strings. <laughs> <laughs> and is this how you know Miranda Mallard that was on a few of my shows? Yeah, now? I've met her. She's like a friend of a friend. And of course, like all harpists are magnetically pulled yeah. to each other. Um, so we, we had a lot to connect on. Nice. Especially the harp, yes. Lovely stuff. All right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Knocking into the microphone here. All right. Let's get the um, let's get Spider on. This is uh, Spider by Artemisia. Am I saying it right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Here we go. Enjoy this. This is from Catastrophe Darling, their new album.
San Francisco music scene. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. Lovely stuff. So that was Spider. Beautiful. Very inspired by Spiderwebs and Hearts as well. I love Spiderwebs. I was walking um, with my dad in England last week and there was the morning dew, like we did a very early morning walk. Mm-hmm. And just seeing Spiderwebs on the grass, I was just like blown away. Just it's such a majestic thing, isn't it? Seeing a spiderweb. Oh yeah, I agree. We lived. We had many spider roommates (laughs) in in the Berkeley Hills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big spiders, and they wouldn't even pay rent. They wouldn't even pay rent. (laughs) (laughs) They are cheeky. I mean, they'll come in during the range. You'll get like these huge ones, right? They just kind of stroll in, if that's the right term for a spider. Can a spider stroll? Doesn't really feel like it's strolling. Yeah, I feel like a more prowls. Yeah, Yeah. prowls. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so we are going to move on to Celine's choices now. Uh, we should also talk about how to follow Artemisia. So you have a band camp, band camp Fridays, very important. Yes. And, and what's the deal there? So you have like a sliding scale, like how does the band camp thing work for your downloading catastrophe, darling? Yeah, you can log on to Bandcamp. Um Artemisia Sound. So the way that you can find us, the way that you can spell our name, um, think of Artemis, the Greek goddess of the hunt and of young women, and um, then just add IA. So a lot of people get nice. tempted to spell it like Artem, Artemi with an E, but no, it's Arte, Artemis IA, Artemisia Sound dot Bandcamp. Um, and you can find our album there as well as the old EP. You can buy some cool buttons some pins there as well matchbox 
by the match uh, match matchbox there's a Sold weird out. thing on bandcamp where you can't like what? sell like lighter paraphernalia but um we're gonna <laughs> try to find a way around that maybe we just need like a secret word or something <laughs> Code you know word? they're in oakland right bank they have an hq in oakland that's right maybe i'll just go in and, and talk to them in. yeah, yeah. Prowl. Say, hey, hey listen um and then yeah you can also find us at um on artemisia.sound on instagram and if you want to stay in touch you can go to our website um, artemisiasound.com that should take you there or artemisiasound.squarespace.com nice good stuff and there's a, an unofficial official video of which party on YouTube <laughs> you have a YouTube channel right not on um, YouTube well I guess we do have a, a YouTube channel because it, it, yeah. it, it makes you one but um, from one of our one of our uh, dear roommates of that of that uh, berkeley hills house that has come up many times now um she (laughs) made kind of a a bootleg music video for witch party out of footage from from witch parties over the years is is this available anywhere or no i think it's instagram uh, yeah okay but but she's yeah she's a lavender farmer she's got a public instagram so lavender feels forever (laughs) (laughs) and a soundcloud you've got a soundcloud as well i saw yeah yeah we've got a sound soundcloud and then um a spotify of course myspace yeah you know we should get a myspace that'd be cool tumblr (laughs) yeah (laughs) lovely stuff all right celine let's get your songs on so we have we have three we're going to say two and a half songs just to be fair here so we've got god is alive magic is afoot which i was listening to during my work day today which is very very interesting by buffy saint marie Mm -hmm. and then uh good vibrations by the beach boys good old classic here and tell us about these ones and why you'd like them to be on your deserted island we'll talk about honeybee a bit later yeah so good vibrations i came to mind immediately um because every i think it's one of those songs that every time i listen to it i just like have a moment afterwards and i'm like Damn, that's good. Yeah. Um, and it is such a journey too. Like there's so many different parts of that that song. Um, and I feel like you can just hear like their genius, Brian Wilson's like, you know, genius and and, and like unique mind yeah. um, totally on full display there. And um, I'm also always a sucker for harmonies um and there's some beautiful like vocal vocal harmonies happening there and yeah i feel like that song is just it feels like a living being like it just like expands and contracts and swirls and eddies and um and he went mad right making that song producing it because he was just so into it he, it was like the, I was reading up a little bit about the production. Yeah, it was supposed to be on Pet Sounds, but it wasn't ready to be on Pet Sounds. So yeah. it didn't um, end up making that album. I, I don't know if it's like actually on any album. I think it might just be a single. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, and it took like, it took months to, to record um, too. Yeah. And I, yeah, it was like, so I think. Layers. Yeah, like the most expensive so- single that they ever um, recorded. Because they had so many parts happening too. Um, but yeah, that, that song, I just, on my, like, I wouldn't like need to be rescued anytime soon with that, with that song on repeat, at least for yeah a while. Um, and then the other song, God is Alive, Magic is Afoot, um, by Buffy St. Marie, um, is 
actually from a, from a similar, um, I think that one's from 69 and uh, 1969 and, and good vibrations came out in 66. So a similar time frame and, uh, Buffy St. Marie is this amazing, like musician and, and activist, um, indigenous activist. And, um, that song is, it's actually a, a Leonard Cohen poem is the, oh, the text okay. of it. And she recorded that song in one take. So I guess kind of the opposite of the Beach Boys recording process yeah. <laughs> in some ways. Um, and, um, but they both, I was thinking about this, like both of those songs feel like spells. Like they feel like just like trances that, um, and maybe all songs are like that to some degree, but yeah, the, the, like the God is alive magic is afoot is um, this song that I've, I've, played it for several friends and like you can just see this like trance come over them <laughs> i see elisa nodding maybe she's she's been in the trance too and yeah. um yeah i love to dance yeah yeah we, we played that out out at um by by lake Merritt and um nice. and by on the um yeah right by the lake and and the, yeah the sun was setting and um yeah i loved i loved to dance to that song too in a very different way than than you might dance to grimes um <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised yeah but they're they're spells that's why um yeah, yeah, those two yeah. songs feel so powerful to me but it was funny when i was thinking about the desert island or the deserted island um i was like like i started like i was like maybe i should pick a long song or maybe i'll be bored so maybe i should pick a song with like lots of parts so i can really like take it <laughs> apart when i'm on the desert island i was like no you don't need to think too too, too much about this <laughs> <laughs> it is fun always hearing how people kind of went through the process of choosing the songs. Because, I mean, remember back in the day when, I, I don't know if I'm dating myself now, but when you used to record on cassette tape from the radio, right? So I feel like it takes you back to those days as well a little bit. But it can be tough choosing two songs. <laughs> That's why I chose two and a half. <laughs> so I was going to ask you both, because I forgot to ask you, Ariel, like, how would you survive on your desert islands? I know I asked Elisa this at the beginning. How would, you, how would you do survival-wise? Let's start with Ariel and then we'll move on to Celine. Ooh. Do you hmm. think you'd survive a week? I, one guest once said they'd survive like two days and that would be it. They'd be done. Well, since we're on an island, I think I would spend a lot of time trying to... F See, now I'm getting really technical about it. I'm like, all right, so how am I going to evaporate the seawater so that I can yeah. have some water? Because that's oh, the most important thing. You can survive yeah. 30 days uh, without food, but you can only survive three days without water. So water is... Well, hopefully there's coconuts. Tea. Well, true. Yeah, if there are coconuts, I don't know if I could get through to the coconut. Maybe that would be, those would be the two things. How do I evaporate water? And oh, I know how. Here, Ariel, you could use your glasses to like burn <gasps> it. Yeah, there it is. And then, <laughs> like, Hopefully they don't break when you're, be. you know, cast oh. away. Yeah, I mean, I think if the three of us were on a desert island together, we would totally survive. I mean, especially with, that kind with, of with, those, with those songs too. Like, yeah. oh yeah, fun. we'd just be hanging out. <laughs> we do pretty well, I think. Yeah, honestly, you know what? Maybe we should. Maybe we should just try it. <laughs> French, Pol I heard French Polynesia is nice this time of the year. Exactly. And and what about you, Celine? How would you survive on uh, your deserted island? Do you think? You know, I probably think about this like, like more than I should. Um, or like, what would I do? <laughs> like on a regular like, basis. Yeah. Just, like, if this is the first out. time you thought about it. <laughs> or if I was like out on out on a hike, and I'm like, yeah. what would happen? You know, if if I had to stay out here for a, a month. Um, 
But when I th- when I think of a desert island, I think of the like new you know those cartoons. So I guess you get one palm tree that feels required, and then it's like just a little mound of sand. Um, well, I guess you know you'd have to kind of build a build a little shelter yeah. underneath the palm tree. But I think yeah, I think it's all about the coconut. You got to yeah. get the coconut down somehow, and um, and you can really use every part of the coconut. Um, yeah, so maybe you'd make it into like a bowl. Oh, catch yeah. some fish, yeah, with with the coconut bowl, and um, I think shade would be important for me, you know, so I don't get too sunburnt because that would really things would take a turn. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever? Have it, I'm, I'm, and again, I'm going off on a tangent here, but has anyone ever um, seen Mighty Boosh comedy love series? It. I love it. There's there's a one called uh, Coco. Well, it's, it, one of the themes is Coco Loco, where they have too many coconuts and they all go Coco Loco on this island. I'll send it to you all so you can watch it. But it is one of my favourite ever episodes of anything. It's so good. Yay. And uh, definitely not what you want to happen on a deserted island. Yeah. <laughs> but talking about coconuts reminds me of it. Cool. All right, let's get back to the music then. So we've got... Uh, I'm going to start with Good Vibrations because you teed that one up first and the Beach Boys from the Smile Sessions and then God is Alive, uh, Magic is a Foot, which is a Leonard Cohen poem by Buffy St. Marie uh, from the album Illuminations. Enjoy both of these. Thank you, Celine. I, I love the colourful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon her hair
Friends are doing it. All your 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 friends are doing it. Best frequencies forever. Solitude, 
God was at their side, nor the dreamer in his cell, nor the captain on the hill. Magic is alive, though his death was pardoned. Round and round the world, the heart would not believe. Though laws were carved in marble, they could not shelter men. Though altars built in parliaments, they could not order men. Police arrested magic, and magic went with them. For magic loves the hungry, but magic would not tarry. It moves from arm to arm. It would not stay with them. Magic is a foot. It cannot come to harm. It rests in an empty palm. It spawns in an empty mind. But magic is no instrument. Magic is the end. Many men drove magic, but magic stayed behind. Many strong men lied. They only passed through magic and out the other side. Many weak men lied. They came to God in secret, and though they left him nourished, they would not tell who healed. Though mountains danced before them, they said that God was dead. Though his shrouds were hoisted, the naked God did live. This I mean to whisper to my mind. This I mean to laugh with in my mind. This I mean my mind to serve till service is but magic moving through the world. And mind itself is magic coursing through the flesh. And flesh itself is magic dancing on a clock. And time itself the magic length of God. Lovely stuff. Very unusual song, that. So that's a poem originally, God is Alive, Magic is a Foot, Celine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leonard Cohen poem. Really Recorded cool. all in one take. Amazing. Yeah, it's very eccentric, I like to call it. <laughs> it's a lovely song. Cool. All right. So I guess we're at the end of the show. We have to say our goodbyes. Thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday morning. Also, a, was it Wednesday evening? Um, but thank you so much. I know, you know, we've all had long days and everything. So I appreciate you all taking the time to talk about music and all of that lovely stuff. It's lovely to meet you all. It's the first time we've all met. So just nice to chat and, you know, meet you all really. And uh, good luck with the album and new music that's coming out. I hope you get to play again in December as well. Maybe yeah, a music you. video on the horizon. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having us. This is such Absolutely. a delight. Always. Yes. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. yeah this is awesome. It's so nice to chat. And yeah, I, right. I love how you center music with those, you know, desert island. Like it's a great, 
you know, through through line to take. So yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> cool. And congratulations on the house, Ariel. Thank you. Awesome stuff. Love the backdrops. Oh, we have to do a selfie as well before we close out the show here. All right. So we're going to end the show with Apocalypse Ball. Uh, which is another song from your new album, which was released on August the 4th, Catastrophe Darling. And then ending the show officially with a semi-secret track called Honey Bee by Mountain Man. Do you want to tell us about these two before we uh, wrap things up? Yeah, Apocalypse Ball felt important to have in the show because it encapsulates a lot of what Catastrophe Darling is is about or what inspired Catastrophe Darling. Um, I wrote that song right after Trump was elected in, in 2016. And I was like, I guess 2016. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was like falling in love and it felt like the world around me was falling apart. Um, and now of course we know, you know, things got a lot worse. Right. Um, but at the time every, you know, like it's, it's crazy reading like Trump era, mm. like books and art and just, I don't know. There's something like very, um, of the time and then um and so this song felt like yeah this um this love song where you I almost like was feeling guilty for like feeling so in love and so happy when um things around me felt so dismal we and we needed that at the time <laughs> my God, yeah. just to get through that weird period yeah oh and, and this is another song that has um Ariel's amazing string quartet on it arranged by Lewis and um nice. and then Honey Bee which is my little stowaway for the desert island um is a song from uh Mountain Man's first album that they like recorded very lo-fi you can hear in, in some of the tracks kind of like coughing and like shuffling around in the background um but it's three amazing musicians a trio of three women and um actually the songwriting class that Elisa took um, where she wrote Witch Party was led by one of the women in Mountain Man, um, Molly Sarley, I want to say, um, is her name. Um, and um, yeah, this is just like a sweet little lullaby, a sweet little song and the harmonies on it just really like, they just like have dug a hole into my heart the first time I heard it in, in I think like 10 years ago when this album came out. And it's just stayed there ever since. Um, and they're a big inspiration for the music that we make too. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining today. Looking forward to listening back to the show. And hopefully we cross paths again soon. You can come and play here in the barn. Love to. Sometime out here yeah. in Oakland. Perfect. Once you're back in the bay. Right, have, a, have a lovely rest of the weekend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank and, you so uh, much for having us. This is so yeah. fun. What a, what a sweet space you've created. Oh, bless you all. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right, here we go. We've got Apocalypse Ball by Artemisia from Catastrophe Darling, Artemisia's new album, and then Honey Bee Mountain Man from Made the Harbor. Enjoy these, and happy Sunday, everybody. Bye. 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 My mother is worried, says something's not right. Says now it is when all young women must fight My brother is angry Hear the blood when he yells Says someone must pay for the lies that he tells Somebody somewhere made fear into truth Waged on
Sit.